Welcome yep. to Two Tunes Podcast. Hi, I'm Bo. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brandon. <laughs> and that was Curtis singing the theme song. <laughs> Not at all. Welcome to the next episode. You just made a mouth noise. <laughs> it seems weird. Yeah. So, Bo, uh, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Good. We've been sitting in this room for like an hour. <laughs> we should have just had the mics on. We should have. Just capture all the things. It would have been weird, though. Because yeah, it was like talking talk shop. shop. <sighs> Jinx, you and me, um, your Guillermo del Toro pop. <laughs> but it's, it's me. It is. It's okay, you. So, so for the viewers, listeners at home, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't know what it looked like... <laughs> Look up Guillermo del Toro's pop figure. Yeah. <laughs> I look like that. You do kind of. Yeah. I mean, without the gray. Yeah. I mean, but I... There's You're still, getting there. There's Don't worry. There's, there's time for you, Bo. My, all my gray is in, like, my... Your the, beard? The, but, like, the chin area of my beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. It's all right there. So... All the stress goes to my chin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been listening back to our podcast. Same. Same. Is it weird that we do that? To me, okay, so like to me, it's because um, we record. I do it for quality control. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's part of it too. Like, I just kind of want to be like, oh, what could we do different? What could we change? What could whatever? And then the other thing is because um, for a while we were recording very far in advance. Yeah. So like, I was like, was I don't an, even know what we talked about. <laughs> it was an October. People would talk to you and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, exactly. Yeah. I, so. it's, it's been two months I, since yeah. that. So uh, let me go back to that. Yeah. We're starting to equalize out i guess a little bit more yeah we might actually end up being be a little more topical <laughs> like record on saturday release on tuesday yeah um yeah so in that i i, I see or i hear the things that what, more me say all the time or mm-hmm. like the things that we do right so it's like welcome to our and then whatever the podcast is besides this uh-huh so, oh yeah that's we, a we, running joke. I think the last episode that that we had, like it was like every two seconds. We're oh, like, for sure. Welcome to our Wandavision. Welcome yeah. to this. Welcome to that. Yeah. Um, and it was just funny. So I'm trying not to do that. I was gonna do that. I'm like, welcome to. I'm like, nope. Don't do that. I'll do it at some point. Yeah, we will. Don't I worry. make the same jokes all the time anyway. It's kind all right. Of, so kind of today's theme. Yeah, we have theme. We have we we like to theme it up. Sure. Next <laughs> next is gonna be like the color blue. <laughs> and he's gonna pick a jazz thing off of kind of blue uh, no actually i'd probably go to a duke ellington thing okay either way um this theme is opening tracks mm-hmm. and the reason that i thought of this is because like i want to be able to tell people like go listen to this album mm-hmm. and, and talk about the album but we can't do that yeah because this is this is called two tunes not right. two albums no <laughs> although it could be <laughs> on our cover episode. You did play, yes, four hundred songs. There was not four hundred. There was six, maybe at least seven. six. Yeah, at least six. At least YouTube found us that way. <laughs> um, so I was like, "What's a good opening track? Mm-hmm. Let's let's try to figure that out." Yeah. Um, so my, what what makes a good opening track for you to begin with? Like, I, it just had just gotta hook you. Like, there's no defining quality. Just gotta get grab you. There's not, you but like. So the first thing that I, I looked at, so I made, I made, like I was, I went through, and this is, it was more like album, like I would just search through all the albums that I have on, on uh, spot, uh, iTunes, uh-huh. um, Apple Music, whatever it is, 
um, and scroll through and be like, if I if I looked at the album and I'm like, I love that album, and then I would look at it and then look at the title, the first track, mm-hmm. and see if it would fit well. Okay. With if it if I could present it well. Yeah. Um. So, in that, did you have did you have trouble deciding? Yes. Okay. Oh, there was a, a and I I erased some from this, but I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Wow. I have thirteen on this list. Yeah. Um, and and I erased some because I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that one. Okay. No, I'm not gonna do that one. But and then some of them were like, well, that's like, as, because some some of the albums that I would be like, you gotta listen to this. The in the the first track is like an. Intro, intro track, track yeah which like a lot of the coheed records mm-hmm. it's like you got to listen to those whole thing yeah but like the it was like do i does that does that count yeah because it's like just this That's, weird thing and then it goes into i have a really good one for that so uh, so for me the the tune that i picked it was between uh that one or the one by the same band off the next album because to me those are both great opening tracks and we'll talk about them of course but in in that vein of things of like an intro track mm-hmm. uh may the band May, okay. Their album the MAE, M- MAE, okay. uh, stands for Multi Aesthetic Experience, I think. Or something I actually didn't know that line. that stood for anything. Besides I didn't a name. actually until they until, broke up. Until right now, <laughs> I didn't until after they broke up. <laughs> to be honest, and I listened do, to them for. Do a long you know time. that AFI stands for A Fire Inside? Yeah, I did know that. Okay, what other other some bands that um, that have names that mean different things? I don't know. I mean, you could go like BT Bam, but that's not really the name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's actually a, a, a jazz duo called OAR. OAR with, I, oh, of a revolution. I, I don't really know. I, I, I just, think that's actually. I'm, what I'm that just looking for. at at band names band that names are letters. Yeah. But um, uh, oh, there's a jazz duo called LSAT, LSAT, and it's Laura Sevian and Alexa Tarantino. Okay. That's kind of clever. Um, anyway, so the first track on the Everglow of, of by May is it. It sounds like a storybook opening like when you would like listen along you remember like as a kid you'd have like the little cassette tape and like okay. a storybook and you'd be like welcome to this story about like teddy ruxpin or whatever and it's like whenever you hear this sound that's how you know to like turn the change page. to the yeah, next yeah. turn the page and all this stuff but what they did is so they introduced the everglow and all this stuff but then they say when you hear the sound change change the page or turn the page or whatever but the sound that they play is like the end slash beginning of each track and it's like this little thing it's kind of cool so like I'm going to have to listen to as you, It's cool. And then as you listen to each track, you hear those sounds, and you're like, oh, shoot, that's that's really that's really neat. Um, I will probably play something off of that album at some point because I really like that album. What, what was the album? The Everglow. But all of that to say is that the opening track is is literally this thing. Bo is putting his pencil writing up to the mic. <laughs> so, um, so the viewers at home, listeners yeah. at home, know that I'm writing it yes. down. yeah. That pencil needs showing sound effects. Um, I'm gonna put my phone on mute. There you go. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I anyway. So I have similar feelings about like opening track stuff of like just gotta hook you and grab you. And I think I think really effective ones are ones like mine and also like yours where it then also kicks into the next yes. track. Yes. That yeah. that, that really that, makes for an that effective was another, opening. Another thing that that if it leads into the next one. So I'm gonna just like name. Some yeah, that yeah. aren't on that that we're not playing, right. but like honorable and, mentions. And I don't think like some of them were like I would play this track by itself, mm-hmm. or or I went through it and I'm like I wouldn't play that song from this album. I would play like this song from mm-hmm. them. So now this one I should. This is like the second choice. It was Bleed American by Jimmy. Eat World. Oh right, yeah. 
like I just saw the title and mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, that's the one. I only don't like one song off that album. Okay. And that's the middle, which is the most popular song. <laughs> is off that, that why al- you don't like it? It probably is. It's, it's you know, cause I'm a hipster. Yeah. Um, that's still, that still hits so hard though. Every time I hear it's it. It's a good song. The reason I don't like it is because it was in that one movie with um, Angelina Jolie and they played oh, the okay. entire song. Oh. It was like a montage and it was the whole song. Oh, it wasn't even like, oh, well, we'll just play a couple minutes right, or, yeah, or a minute. Or 30 it. seconds like, no, no, whatever, it was yeah. the whole song. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And I was like, I, I like that band. I don't like it in this song. Yeah. But that's what probably made them super, super, super popular. Yeah. I finally saw them live like two years ago. I Yeah. It was good. I saw them live a while ago. I'm sure. I mean, like most people did. <laughs> I saw them live in 2002, 2001. Yeah. It was before I joined the code. So it was 2001 probably. Yeah in buffalo maybe okay at like some festival because that's what all the shows that i went to were yeah we're like let's go to x faster yeah i mean we're warp tour that's where it was man then you see all these bands for like 30 Speaking bucks of warp tour let's talk about the the <laughs> band that that we both are gonna i mean they were both on warp tour bands, yeah and probably the same one it's interesting that we both because we, we um so again the premise is that like we each come with a tune or whatever but part of part of the the thing that we made for each other is that like you we we only give it to you roughly 24 hours ahead of time and you only get three listens and whatever but um although i don't know how much we've been doing the 24 hour thing but i don't know if you've been following to the three listens kind of it depends I, I do i don't do more than that just because i don't know i just kind of want a couple listens just get it in my head and get it yeah. or whatever but it's interesting that we both picked bands from roughly the same genre or at least very much overlapping genres and yeah i would not say that they're in the same genre like they do not sound the same no but they would probably they could play a show together oh f- and, and and you would get did the same probably 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 like at some point um and but just from the same era and everything i just thought that was interesting we both way to bear like no one knows what these bands are well they i mean if they see the title of the you're episode. right never mind <laughs> Maybe I should rename the titles of these. Maybe, yeah. Because I think about that too. Because like I don't ever want to like spoil it. I don't know, but it's also right there in the title. So, so who are we talking about today, Bo? Am um, I going first? Yeah, you're going first. Cool. So, so, so you, then we're talking you know. about Under Oath, one of my all-time favorite bands. I um, now I should I should know this band. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I know them, but I, I I couldn't tell you a song before. This is me and Thrice, by the way. This is exactly the same thing. Okay. Um, and, and very I, much aware of them. You know, and then like, but just not on my radar. Um, But yeah, so Under Oath, uh, I don't know when I got into them, probably in college. Um, And they're in it, for those that don't know, they've had an interesting life as a band. Um, Mm -hmm. Starting out, one is like essentially teenagers and being super just heavy. um, And then losing their quote unquote lead singer, the screamer guy that they had. And then bringing in a new guy and then incorporating more of the clean vocals from their drummer and then that was like a three album arc of that iteration of the band and then uh the drummer aaron gillespie who was also like the singer the clean clean vocals and stuff you would hear he's the guy that i know more probably because he's done all kinds of other stuff um on his own because he was also like 12 i don't know when when they started he was like he was 15 or something he was super young i think he was the youngest member he might have been i could be completely wrong yeah i think chris was also pretty young the, the keyboard guy the um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so like, so then they had this like three album arc that was like all their their three biggest albums, and like that was the thing. And then Aaron left, but like they still continued. And then 
they had another album without him and then they broke up and I saw them. So I've seen them a bunch of times, but like I saw them on their breakup tour and then they had a tour where they were back together kind of. And it was just like, here's the original lineup. Like we're bros again. And they did um, all the songs off of uh, their only chasing safety, which was their breakout album. And then define the great line, which is this, this is from, and then it was like, are they back? Are they really, are they not? And then they were like back officially as a band and like touring new album and all that stuff. And so that's kind of where they're at now. So they've had like a few different things. Yeah. So this is Define the Great Line. This is, it's it's weird because it's like not their sophomore album, but it's kind of their sophomore album because it was the second album they did as that group. Okay. With Spencer Chamberlain as the the lead vocalist. Um, and it was the first time I think like going back and reading like some articles and things at the time, it was sort of like the first time that it felt like he was the front man really for the band. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Cause like having the two vocalists thing, obviously he is in front of the band because Aaron's drumming and singing, but it was like, oh, yeah. now it's more, not necessarily Spencer's band, but like this is more of an under oath, all of these guys together kind of. I, Okay, so I haven't listened to like I'm gonna call it Screamo. It's not Screamo. It's but, there's a whole thing about that, but it's not. Yeah, but you know, it's screaming it's, it's, vocals. It's screamy vocals, and it's not like super heavy. Mm-hmm. He can Voc- get depending on how much you listen to. He, well, I'm yeah. you know I listened to this song a bunch of times, and mm-hmm. then I was like, you know what, I want to like see if it if it goes into mm-hmm. the next like because and, and, and then I listened through and I yeah. listened to about this is also yeah. one of those albums that like top to bottom, it's 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 meant to be listened to as an album yeah yeah you can there are tracks there are singles if you will mm -hmm. um they flow into each other very well for sure yeah and and i really like that about this album um i listening like through the first time i'm like "Eh, i'm just not in like it's not my thing Mm -hmm. at this particular moment in Mm -hmm. you know 2021 2021, yeah bo does not like (laughs) this vocal kind of stuff that's fair um i love the aaron gillespie stuff Mm -hmm. this this song doesn't have like much no. of it at all yeah um but i like that stuff and then it also reminds me of like other bands so it reminds me a little bit and you, i don't think you even know this band world scariest police chases no um they're they're friends of mine uh, from pittsburgh uh, are one of our bass players we've, <laughs> we've got a lot of bass players we have like three nice uh the codes bass player andy he was one of the the lead singers of this band okay. and like the whole the whole band is kind of like like they dress up as cops okay. and like, but, and like when they do interviews, they, they, they play these characters uh-huh. of like just joke answers. Sure. Like they're not like nothing is serious yeah, yeah. at all. But, um, Spencer sounds like, um, Dan rock. Okay. Who is the, the other singer gotcha. of the band. And most he's, he's the singer now. If like they ever play shows, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's Dan. Okay. Because Andy doesn't, play shows anymore yeah he's an arborist he's climbing trees cool cutting them down <laughs> the, the one thing i always say to people about like because here's the thing like i i don't love every band that has vocals like this mm-hmm. in fact there are many that like probably most that i do not care for um but there's something about spencer's delivery that i i have always mm-hmm. latched onto, and i think it's because like weirdly enough there's melody in the screaming more so than some other groups yeah 
Do you I know do what like, I mean? I do like that. I do like when you when there's melody in the screaming and not yeah. Because like, even and 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 like he's never that that we call it. What do you call it? Like the the Cookie Monster vocalist or whatever. He was never sure. quite like that. I think that's like an actual term. It probably used. is. Um, but he, you never heard that before. <laughs> um, it I makes probably, sense though. I probably heard it on yeah. like um, lead singer syndrome. Sure, yeah. And he's like Cookie yeah. Monster. <laughs> but like, um. Anyway, even even if you go back to the album before this, um, they're only chasing safety. Like, there was still melodic stuff to it, but you could still tell he was kind of like developing that that voice. And it was like again, like this album is where it kind of really. Um, I was going to use a word. I don't think that was going to be correct, so I'm not going to say it. Um, it really just kind of like comes together. So the word I was going to use is coalesce. So if that is correct, kudos to me. It's probably not. It's also a band. Everything, everything's a band. I know. So anyway, this is um, oh my gosh, I just forgot the, the name of the song. Opening track, opening of track of "Define the Great Line," which is called "In Regards to Myself." In regards to myself, and part of the reason why I like this is because of the very opening sound effect that they use. Yeah, let's hear it. I, I dig it too. Here, hold on. So, uh, maybe not. <laughs> also, I have a fun story about the way I use this. There we go. Yeah, that's great. Right Film there. projector. You're in. You're like, what's going on? Kind of sloppy guitar playing there. I think on purpose. And also the tone at the beginning yeah. was kind of like not the best, but coming into this. Yeah. Then it's like that part right there. It reminds me of the world's yeah. greatest police chases. So can you pause this a second? Yeah. So speaking of um, the production, the, the the guitar playing and all that stuff. So they have a great um, documentary that they put together. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got like the the like deluxe CD of this. I mean, why would you not in 2006 or whatever this came out? Um, they did it for this and for um, I think they, I think actually all three of these albums they did so, it for, which is really cool. What and are so the they, three albums you are that I keep referring to? Yeah. So they're only chasing safety coming out in 2004. Uh huh. And then this is is this 2006? This is 2006. Define the Great Line, and then I want to say 2008. Yep. Is um, they released pretty much an album every two years, right? Lost in the Sound of from 2000 until 2010. Yeah, but like so, this is but these three albums are this version of the band. Okay. Right, which is like the version that most people know. There's an earlier version, different vocalist, different aesthetic. There is that one album that they did, Disambiguation, without Aaron. Again, sort of a different aesthetic. And then they did their comeback stuff, and then they had Erase Me. Is that the name of the album, I believe? Which is like their official Hey, yeah. We're Back Together in, in album. In three, three years ago now. Yeah, it was, it was not that long ago. Because it was like five years ago, I think, when they did the they did their sort of like – rebirth tour which mm-hmm. is like we're back did they call it a rebirth tour i believe I, it was actually called rebirth i, I bet they would do that yeah and you know, what they wh- did is they like i said they played their only chasing safety top to bottom and define the great line top to bottom that was their whole show okay those two albums Th- that was a, a a few years ago that was a thing where like we're gonna play like one shows of our doing, bands doing like reunion shows like this yeah. album came out 10 years ago here it is yeah yeah, yeah. And they did it because, it like, again, those were, like, their two most popular, their biggest mm-hmm. albums. And it was, like, again, a return. Like, we haven't been a band. Not only did we break up for a couple of years, but, like, even when we broke up, we weren't that band. Because Aaron, I think Aaron only played maybe, like, the final show that they ever did. Mm-hmm. It was still the new drummer. Uh, I think his name was Daniel. So, like, like, when I saw them in New York on, like, their second or third to last ever show, technically, when they broke up the first time, like... 
I didn't see Aaron play with them. So they hadn't been. So it was before 2015. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. The reason I say that, I'm like looking at their like dates mm-hmm. of all that. So they, from like 2015 until now, they're back to almost or no, it's it, not the it, original lineup. It's, it's, it's this lineup. It's, it's the two that like from 2000 on lineup. Yeah. So it's Aaron and Spencer as the vocalist. Aaron plays drums. Which is in 2003. Grant playing bass. Um, Tim and James on guitar. Is it James? He's like the quiet guy. I never and remember James his is name. the rhythm guitar player. Yeah. And He's the me of the band. Tim plays lead and then Chris on electronics and stuff. Yeah, which I... I that's the thing that I love about this band. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the, from the 10 songs that I've listened yeah, yeah, yeah. to. <laughs> um, is, is, is the programmed drums. Uh-huh that exist within this and then like yeah. the glitchiness of yeah. it. I'm like, that's really cool. That's unique. Cause I, so that actually brings me around to the point why I stopped the song in the first place is the production stuff. So anyway, so they did these documentaries. So you see them like working on the stuff and recording yeah. and whatever. And they worked with like, um, what's his name? Is it Adam Dutkowitz or whatever? Adam D from like kill switch, uh, um, kill, is, kill is switch engage. Uh, yeah, I believe so. And like yes. just the different producers and things that they worked with, and Adam D and Matt Goldman, and Matt Goldman, are the producers yeah. of this record. But like, so they talk about some of the things and like how Adam D would make like Tim replay stuff because mm-hmm. it was like, no, that was dirty or whatever. So like anything you hear that is dirty and whatever, it was is like on purpose. On purpose, yeah. Gotcha. So the production value, they 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 really worked at it. So and yeah, he is from Kill Switch and Kill Switch Engage. Yeah. Anyway, we can continue more with the tune after 30 seconds. I weirdly don't have like as much to say about the tune itself. Yeah. Just about like the band and the aesthetic and, aesthetic and stuff. Yeah. And again, like this, like opening track, man, you're either in or you're out on this with this band. 100. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> so that. Yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but you, like, before you came here, you're like, I'm going to Starbies. Starbs, um, dude. Starbs? Starbies. Starbies, whatever. <laughs> Starbucks. Starbs. Um, anyways, I, I was like, pull yourself. I wanted to be like, pull yourself together. That's funny. I may or may not have gotten that. I was still too asleep at that point. <laughs> I don't think you would have. That's funny. <laughs> because it's like, why is he telling me to pull myself together? Yeah. And again, even the way Spencer, like, how it how many times did he say pull yourself together a bunch right yeah and he said delivered it different every yeah every time it's, and he can that's the cool thing he can show that yeah because he's like pull yourself and then pull yourself yeah that's yeah. yeah, cool not what i and do. then there's aaron the clean yeah. vocals aaron also is like he beats the hell out of his drums <laughs> he's he's an incredible drummer to watch i love watching him but he pounds him so hard I like that when like the the when the drums match the vocals mm-hmm. like I don't know what the words were but ah, da, 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 da. yeah that cool yeah uh, and he does um, again like this is the thing like people people hear that you people would get ten seconds into this tune and mm-hmm. just immediately shut it down oh yeah yeah totally but like there's so much that's again it's it's a thing why this band has always appealed to me like there's so much going on musically melodically and like all this production wise and other stuff like. It's so much more than just, you know, vocal. I can't even do it. But yeah, you know, if you if you can kind of, I I was get, trying get over it or get past it for a bit. You know, the same thing for like country is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I hear some country, like I immediately like my hackles go up. And I'm like I don't know about that. It's, but like if yeah. you can, you know, it, it depends on the. It, 
Sure, and that's the thing. And I'm not saying like this is this has to appeal to everybody. We're going to do a country episode. Going, but to. you're that's not allowed fine. to play. I'm playing Casey Musgraves. You're not allowed to play Casey Musgraves. <laughs> I like her. Um, She's great. Anyway, but but I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, just even if you just listen to it once and just actually experience it, that's enough. Mm-hmm. But give it give it the three minutes or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, you should that's give my it a point, try. I guess. Um, yeah, because I. I wasn't like I would have. I'd be like, yeah, not my thing. Mm-hmm. I would have skipped mm-hmm. it. Um, and then because of the podcast, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm being forced, but like I'm being forced it, to listen. Sort to of, it. yeah. And then I'm like, okay. It's like people who review, review movies and stuff. Like you may not have gone to see that movie, but then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's not bad. Like, I get Very it. Very true. Let's cool. keep going. I want to. There's probably some other things that I want to say about this, yeah. but I didn't write anything down this That's week. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, fun fact about Spencer too. He actually filled in for um, Adam Lazara of Taking Back Sunday I, for a while. I did know that in yeah. my little bit of Wikipedia research because yeah. I'm like, oh, he was he was in that, and then I went down that rabbit hole. So that, like, but that's interesting. But that's the thing is like, okay, so he he does the screaming for these guys. Yeah, yeah. But he had his own band called Sleepwave where he was more singing. Mm-hmm. And then again, if you know Taking Back Sunday, not that Adam has like the cleanest vocals, but, but he's like, not screaming. But he's not screaming, or at least not screaming the whole time. No. And and so that's kind of interesting that that Spencer filled in for him for a while yeah it was only for one year but probably only like a handful yeah of shows. i think this story was that like because uh if anybody's ever seen taking back sunday live like adam always has his microphone taped at the end and he mm-hmm. like swings it around and yeah. does all this stuff mm-hmm. stuff and i believe I, I probably have this wrong but i believe it's that the story is that he like conked himself in the head with his microphone or something oh that's why he couldn't uh, play the show something something more al- than likely. along those lines yeah um, I saw. And so they were like, shoot, man, we're like, we need this tour. And Spencer was like, well, I'm free and I know all your songs. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw Taking Back Sunday uh, and Brand New. Oh, cool. They played, they, they did tour. Brand New, soon. another band that's like just on the periphery for me, like very much I think aware you would them. like them until you read stories about the lead singer. Okay. <laughs> um, but which the lead singer of Brand New used to, apparently used to be in Taking Back Sunday at the very, 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 very beginning. Okay. Like for like a year. And then he's like, I'm going to go do my own thing. Before the Straylight Run people s- split also? Oh, way before that. Even before like, that. Like I saw, so when I saw Taking Back Sunday, it was before Straylight Run uh-huh. split, as we'll call it, even though, look it up, kids. <laughs> um, and I love how I'm saying kids, even though they're probably like, yeah. 35 oh, my to... friend so uh, a recent episode i said or not that long ago or whatever I, I, we said something about like old people like us or whatever and my friend bonnie called me out on that it's <laughs> <laughs> like we're not old so kids when we say kids bonnie you're in that yeah, yeah. to say no uh, uh, old old people by the way is 80 and above apparently yeah which is me yeah you're not most 80. days that'd be hilarious if if, if it was me and i was still kids were 80 when I'll, I'll like reference bach or something i'm like yeah he was a freshman when i was a senior <laughs> <laughs> and some of the kids look at me like yeah, I buy that. <laughs> and then um, other ones, I'm like, no, I moisturize. That's how I, you know. Anyway. But I saw them. I saw that show, Taking Back Sunday, and Brand New. It was in Cleveland. Um, and it was at Peabody's, I think, was the, the venue. Sure. It's a very small venue. Okay. So, like, our auditorium is bigger than the venue. <laughs> so, just imagine that. I mean, just any just high imagine school. Just imagine East High School. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a small room. Yeah. And there's a bar that takes up about half of it. Nice. So... Um, very small. Peabody's, not East High's Auditorium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peabody's. Uh, where the state, like, you can walk up to the yeah, stage. Yeah, There's no, like, those. three-foot barrier. Yeah. There's nothing there. So I saw them there, and it was really great because 
uh, apparently like they got really, really, really drunk. <laughs> and like during their encore, it's like that song that's like best friends, best friends mm-hmm. means, yeah. you know, if anyone knows those songs, I, yeah. which yeah. apparently that song is about uh, Jesse from Brand New. Oh, okay. So, but it was it's a Taking Back Sunday song. So like they were singing it together and they're like, it, it was weird. Okay. Because like they were like falling over on the stage and like <laughs> trying to play their guitars. But yeah. like, I mean, it still sounded good, but you could tell that they, they were like messing up. And I also saw um, at that venue... Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay. Which is Jared Leto's band. Right. And Jared Leto walked through the crowd. Nice. And like I'm like, oh, hi. That one album was good. The first I, one? That I have, probably. I don't know. Anyways, back to In Regards to Myself. Yes. What are you so afraid of? What are you so afraid of? What are you so afraid of? That's, that, yeah. that's the thing that I wanted to point out. It's just like, you know, he says the line, and then he says the line the second time, but like the of is later. Yeah. Then, then it and it's like, that's interesting. Uh-huh. That's cool, and that's what keeps me interested. Mm-hmm. Is like, oh, he's not doing that, just doing the same thing, just to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah like there's not really a lot of repetition. I mean, yeah, besides the guitar parts, yeah. which is like a lot of the same note. This is my favorite part. Yeah, because it's it's Aaron. Aaron's great. He's he's an incredible vocalist. Do you know he playing drums? He was the drummer for Paramore, like yes. their touring drummer he, he, for a while. Well, I mean, I guess he's still technically still. Mm. Oh, this by the way, this stuff reminds me of like a, a ton of bands that I was listening to mm-hmm. in the early two thousands. Yeah. So like, um, Thursday, not ri- like a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, Oh, I can't think of any of the other ones. I can I can picture their their album art. Okay. But it's like it's really like tealy ice tray, the album cover. Oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> I didn't come prepared. But like that whole everything that I was listening to at that point. Uh-huh. Um, the the song is like what it what it means to burn. Oh. Yeah, kids at home, thirty four year old kids. Scrabbing my <laughs> yeah. yeah. Phone so here. what it what it means to burn is the album and and. That is, I listened to that on my CD player <laughs> in in the back of uh, the code van. This is not helping me. The yeah, internet is not helping me at all. What it means to burn. Let I me bet go I could to find it Spotify. Anyways, let's listen some more. Yeah. But this like interplay between Aaron and Spencer, yeah, um, I, I love a lot. Of the bands that do it. Uh, Devil Wears Prada, some other ones like they're probably the best. There's those little yeah, and I love the glitches and different the, things, and that it goes back yeah. and forth. Chris, Chris's production stuff that he does is is really incredible. Um, he's the the keyboard electronics guy, okay. whatever you want to call him. Um, Personal friends of yours? No, I just again, it's just that that band that I know so well that like I know who all six of them are. Yeah, you, you, like, you didn't need to I do any follow research. all of them on social media and stuff. Um, he uh, he has actually a really funny, maybe not so funny to him, but it was funny to like me and probably like his followers and stuff. So like, when they broke up, he sold all his or most of his gear, like oh, all, really? like his touring stuff, because he just was like, part part of why they broke up was just like they're becoming dads and like they need like real jobs and like different stuff. You know what I mean? And so like they mm-hmm. just didn't have time to to devote to the band. Plus, lots of personal things and like you know, even reasons why Aaron left in the first place and whatever. Um, 
but so he just like sold a bunch of his gear and then when they like got back together for real he was like oh shoot i need to like buy a bunch of stuff again and so he just he just had to go buy just not his things you know that he sold off but just like replacing all that stuff like i don't have a keyboard okay (laughs) well go get one yeah we're going out on tour but it's uh, i just thought that was kind of funny and like it is funny yeah ironic and stuff but it's but like so he um i I think he has like a day job and whatever but he he does like film scoring and some different stuff too like that's cool yeah so i think a lot of really we 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 talked about this a while ago with with trent reznor like going into Mm -hmm. just won a golden globe for, oh, okay. for soul. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, but John you know, Batiste, yeah. it's like yes, and John Baptiste. That's like a that's more of the soundtrack than than Trent Reznor. Yeah, because Ross. Yeah. Um, but then you go back and it's um, Oingo Boingo, <laughs> yeah. which is Danny Elfman. Right. Yeah. Which he released a new song recently. Okay. As well, which I was gonna play. He's doing the music for um, Spider Man, I think. Yes. No way home with Sam Raimi. Yeah, because they're like a the, tandem, just like Danny Elfman and. Um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Right. Sam Raimi and him are the same. Yeah. It's really it's weird. making noises in here. All right. Oh, we got going. like... Oh, the band was called Finch. Ah, yeah. Which, probably the less of the popular of these two bands. Yeah. So fun fact, I yeah. used to work at a summer camp. Okay. When I was like between 18 and like 22. Yeah. And one summer we did like a haunted house, fun house thing, like in the gym that we were in. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, we just, you would like lead in groups of the kids and through the gym or whatever. And like, we'd have like different things going and whatever. Right. But I would play this song as they were led through. <laughs> <laughs> just blaring on the nice. big speakers we had. And then it does this and goes into the next tune. Which we're not going to hear. But it's great with headphones. And then, like, an oscillator. Yeah. I'm not going to play the next tune that I have on here because it's the next tune. But we will, I will show you later how these two songs go well together. Yeah. Can you, um, so I had, I think I said earlier, I had trouble deciding between that track and you want to play the first track off of Lost in Sounds of Separation. Would you play that one? Just the first bit. And again, (laughs) it, it very much hooks you into the thing, but I specifically want you to hear it because I have a question for you about production. See if you can answer. Okay. Okay. Let's find out. So this is, this is breathing in a new mentality. So this is called... How do they how do they record these vocals? That's my question. I mean, he's in a room. Like just those vocals? Just yeah, the those vo- the beginning vocals. By the way, again, it's, again, just great opening track. Like it really kind of hooks you in. You got those like weird drums yeah. that sound far away and glitchy it, on the it's, one side, and then it's it's weird because there's drums on the right and yeah. nothing on the left, and then it comes in uh-huh. and you hear a little bit of drums on the left. Yeah, but it, mainly you still hear it on the right. Yeah, it's just a microphone that's far away in a room. That's yeah, specifically down a hallway. Okay, 
Again, because I watched the like documentary yeah, yeah. thing. That's the I was like, the CD. You, do you know? No, I, I, sounds, do, I do know. Yeah. Are you testing my? I was. Yeah. <laughs> it's a microphone. That's it's like a blindfold away. test, but for production stuff. How did they do? How did they do? This? It's 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 a. Oh, they mic. stuck a microphone in a honeydew melon and threw it down a hallway. <laughs> no, oh. so basically what they did is 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 Aaron and and Spencer stood at one end of a hallway, mm-hmm. and they put the mic at the other end of the hallway, yeah, and, and they just yelled the vocals yeah. at it. Which I, I again, it's just. Who would have thought to do that? Like, I don't know. It's just interesting. There's a, there's a song recorded that... recorded drums? <laughs> no, no, no. Not the drums, though. The vocals. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is who would have thought of that? It's like anybody who <laughs> oh, I got you. records drums because with drums, you have close-up mics, mm-hmm. which make it sound like a microphone that's right. really close. Like, yeah. Versus. Right. Like, you get more of the room Did sound. you hear me pushing on my sleeves? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I just thought that was an interesting effect. It is. So it's really cool. I like stuff like that. I, there, there's a ton of like weird things that that I've heard. Um, so like one that pops into my head is um, System of a Down. Mm-hmm. They basically imagine yourself at the at Guitar Center in the the acoustic guitar room. Okay. And then you put an amp in there, and you put the microphones like around the room, and oh. you record the guitar. So you get guitar. like the sympathetic you, vibrations exactly, from the other guitars. That's from cool. all the other guitars that's in that really room. Cool. And it's kind of like a, a reverb, but it's yeah. not a reverb. Oh, man, that's really cool. Yeah. I kind of want to just like go play around in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, And then um, that's a, that's oh, I forget what this girl's name is. She She's done a bunch of like she loves just experimenting with stuff. Mm-hmm. This producer, uh, I know that she's worked with the Melvins a lot. Um, but she just like, how can we record this? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. How about can we can we do something really weird? Like put the electronics through a pickle, mm-hmm. and she's done that. Like she's like, here's a microphone, and then you put it through a pickle, and then she's like, let's see if we can get the pickle to glow, and then you like play. Wait, so my honeydew melon sticking mic in there that was yeah, actually yeah, that, just that's not, that's that's not like a joke. I mean, you I could just, do that. I was it's watching just, a show where a honeydew melon was like a plot point for a second so that's why well, yeah. it just made me think no, of that but it, it, it works it works that's awesome a lot. um you, i one the like the only other interesting thing i know about interesting recording things is is christina aguilera recorded herself singing a song where she like laid on her back to sing yeah, yeah. it because she wanted it to feel mm-hmm. forceful like that she had to work for it a little bit like she couldn't um, get her proper breath support and all that different stuff and i actually stole that for a thing that i recorded once mm-hmm because I want to put myself in that position. Which, I don't know, it's weird. But. Which, what I'm about to mention, which could have been on a future episode. Okay. Could have been, will not be now. Well, it the theme of the, the, the other episode. Oh, I see. Um, it's Something in the Way by Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's playing guitar and he's like, no, 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 it needs to be quieter. It needs to be quieter and it needs to be like this. And he's like laying on a couch mm-hmm. playing guitar and they're like, okay, stay there. Oh. And then they put the microphones and they went and they, and they went and they mm-hmm. recorded it. And so he's just laying on the, on the couch playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And, and I, what's really funny is I'm thinking of laying on a couch and I'm like, yeah, but like the guitar would be like, like where I would be. So mm-hmm. I'd lay on it. And then my, uh, to my left would be the, um, would be the at the back of the couch. I'm like, that'd be really uncomfortable to play guitar. And then I'm like, oh yeah, but Kurt Cobain was left-handed, oh, okay. <laughs> so like that would work fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's that thing. So do you want to mention the connection between the two two bands b- before? Uh, uh, well, the, not really. It's it's kind of the kind you know the connection. The thing that they have. So yeah, I was gonna say the one the one thing I didn't mention yet about Under Oath and that will come up with Rice as well is the Christianity aspect mm-hmm. of. 
at least how they maybe started or were at one point. I don't I, again. I don't know any, I, anything really about Thrice, but Under Oath is is they were on Tooth and Nail Records. Mm-hmm. Which this is, this was know, released on Tooth and Nail Christian album or Christian label. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's a whole thing. You should check out the labeled podcast. Is cool where they talk about specifically like the history of Tooth and Nail and stuff. But mm-hmm. like even even like um, like the guys like in Emory like the bad Christian thing that they do and whatever. It's like this whole thing about okay, when you were a teenager and you were fully convicted and you were going to youth group and all that stuff and then you started your band and did all this stuff like you were a Christian band and maybe you would you would not preach or whatever but just like um, minister a little bit on stage and like have a prayer mm-hmm. and do some different stuff and like that's kind of who Under Oath was for a bit but then it's also like, but, oh my gosh, they're, they're drinking a beer and they're that one's having a cigarette and whatever. Like they say bad words and like it just becomes this whole thing of like, so then they were a band of christians but yeah. not a christian band and like this other thing and then like it's just all a lot of those bands that went through that stuff like went through uh, not even necessarily tooth and nail but just that whole scene mm-hmm. in the in the 90s and 2000s and stuff it's like it kind of corrupted things for them a little bit or for some other people it's just this whole weird thing of like i don't know I don't, not religion is bad, but like <laughs> no, know, the there's... band Bad Religion might have something to say about that. But yeah, but just of like you know, can you be a good Christian and still say a bad word? Like, and can you be you know, or whatever faith? I think you, you know, I think there is a, a divide with uh, a Christian band, uh-huh. which is like our songs are about God, right? And Jesus, yeah versus a band of Christians where we can throw in that message, but we don't have to use the name specifically. Yes, because. When I hear the name specifically, then I'm like, eh. Right, yeah. Now, now it has one meaning, because I like to find songs that can mean a lot of different things yes. to a lot of different people. Yeah. Where there is like, I could see that that's about God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. but Or a girl. Or a girl, or, or, or anybody, or anything, thing, yeah. right? Like, like yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be specifically, but once mm-hmm. you use the word Jesus and mm-hmm. you once say this is, you know, this is about God... Yeah. Then I'm like, well, now it has one meaning, mm-hmm. and and you know it's funny. And then there was the like hardcore Christian people on the other side of things that wanted them to say that, and when they didn't, they're like, well, this is ambiguous. It doesn't necessarily mean it's about God. It's, yeah. But that's and that's the whole thing that it's like, but it can be both. Like it's yeah. okay that you, you know, this is this is obviously a larger topic than oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for our but like so right now, the but. the connection is is that. But yeah. um, thrice has never been a. By the way, thrice is the next band. Thrice, yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a pause in a little bit after this um, for sponsors, quote unquote <laughs> sponsors. We don't have any sponsors. No, we'll do like WandaVision. We'll do one. <laughs> I'll just play the WandaVision Strucker band, Sprand, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, uh, Dustin, the lead singer of uh, Thrice, Dustin Kensru. Kensru, yeah. That's like the one thing I know about Thrice. Yeah, yeah. Is that he he is like. Like, I think he left, the band kind of broke up, just went on a hiatus, and mm-hmm. then he went to work for a church. Okay. And that was his job. Okay. Like, he's like, I'm not going to do this touring stuff. I'm just going to work and be um, the, I, I don't want to say youth pastor, pastor, but um, like a worship leader, maybe? Yeah. Like the band yeah, yeah. part. So mm-hmm. that's what that's what he did for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he would release, like, Christmas albums, which was just him. And, yeah. Okay. Those are the connections. Right. So one is, like were at one point were a Christian band. Mm-hmm. Then they changed as like we're a band of Christians. Mm-hmm. This has always been like we're a band of And Christians. then also maybe and like that's the thing with Under Oath. At least too, like, three, I don't apparently. even know if they would 
even all identify as a band of Christians anymore, or, or maybe they do, or they're just a band and some of them happen to be, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's that. Mm-hmm. There was a thing that I, that that I had read. Yeah. But anyways, we're going to take a pause for something. <laughs> Fake right, we'll see you later. Bye. Not really. We'll be back in like two seconds. <laughs> I mean, there could be a sponsor there. I, I don't know. know. Um, division. You know what? No, it's good. We're good. All right. Cool. So, so what's this tune? This this song is off of their major label de- debut, oh. um, The Artist in the Ambulance. Um, so Thrice is, I, I mean, you could call them like post-hardcore. Maybe at the beginning, like they were very similar to Under Oath uh-huh. at the beginning, and then like they've always evolved. Mm-hmm. Like every record is something new, mm-hmm. something new, something new. And for the longest time, I was evolving with them. Okay, which I I I think that bands should evolve. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't just produce the same thing. Yeah. And the band that keeps popping out in my head, that's like, yep, they do the same thing. Like you know that band? You've heard one song, you've heard them all, mm-hmm. and that's Rise Against. Mm-hmm. you've heard one rise against song you've heard them all they they, they do their thing mm-hmm. and it's awesome and they're great at it yeah but it's the same thing over and over and over again so if Although you fall really in love like savior yeah if you fall in love with rise against you're gonna like all their stuff mm-hmm. but you're never gonna be like this is different i yeah. mean they probably do evolve but it's a lot it's a slower slower evolution yeah. evolution where um thrice is like Oh, album that, to album. Album to album is yeah. just like that is a huge difference. Yeah. Like they, they might actually That's actually work. like just tying it back, like those three albums I keep coming back to with Under Oath. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it was with that. Like you would see new fans and people dropping off and whatever, because it's like, well, that wasn't chasing safety and that wasn't defined. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, I, but I also dig that too. Yeah. This like th- there's a there's a point where his voice even changes. Uh-huh. Um, because I think he actually came into his own. Yeah. Oh, um, for sure. That makes total like, sense. I, I am this singer now. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's more of a folk singer now. Okay. But like, he, he doesn't really scream as much anymore mm-hmm. in the, in their later records. And it was really after the Alchemy Index, which what the the Alchemy Index, I don't know if it came out right after this or like two records after. I think I actually own that, but I don't think I've ever listened to it. Okay. What the Alchemy Index is, <laughs> is similar to uh, the Deer Hunter's Color Spectrum, mm-hmm. where they take a thing uh, and then make an a, an album based on those things so like the color spectrum is like here's a red ep and then Mm -hmm. here's a blue and so on and so forth um doing the colors and then the alchemy index is air air earth fire water the elements you know the ancient elements or whatever they're called yeah yeah. whatever the the elements um so like they did a record of fire and that like so they released two different records Mm -hmm. and each one i think had like six songs on each thing um I'm just looking it up because I'm trying to And that's kind of where it ended. I have it on vinyl and then like in this nice. like nice little booklet. Mm-hmm. It's like it's really super cool. I have one that I don't have like the whole thing. I have because uh, it was two. It was it was air and or no, it was fire and air, I think, and water and earth, or yeah. fire and water and then air and earth. Yeah, I think I that's remember. those are the So the I have thing. one of those. Yeah. Is what I have. I really a, like in C D um, form. I really um, like the one that has earth. On it. Zero internet right now. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. Know, the room is bad. Um, so this is like step two in their evolution. Mm-hmm. Or at least in And this life. is just him as the singer, right? There or there was there other there, there was never any other singers. Okay. It was always it just... seemed it seemed as I was listening to it, it seemed like that. But then it was but but even within this tune, I think he changes up his vocals depending on what's sort of needed maybe to deliver. But sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this though, because I, I want us as listeners to 
listen to the end of In Regrets to Myself. In regards to myself? In regards to myself. <laughs> okay. And go into Cold Cash and Cold Hearts, which is the song. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I, I think it's a great transition. Cool. Okay. So uh, we'll give it 16 seconds. So okay. here's the end of In Regards to Myself. cool yes okay so like just going from that to that pretty cool yeah now now let's listen to this as 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 the as god intended (laughs) (laughs) yes so as god intended um as as it was meant to be like this is the first song Mm -hmm. of this album yeah and it grabbed me yeah oh it it pulls you in and then like it takes you on a ride just this song Mm -hmm. um but also, what I think is really, really interesting. Now, I'm not like the lyric guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're more into lyrics mm-hmm. than I am. But these lyrics, um, it's the singer in me. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they're really interesting because how many times do you get a lead singer who is saying things that maybe they don't? That they're saying the opposite of what they meant, right? Okay. Like most of the times, you. Like I truly believe this is this is me. These lyrics mm-hmm. are me. This is this, this is, is how I believe. This is the thing things. that Mark Marin does all the time. Yeah. Whenever he interviews singers mm-hmm. on on WTF songwriters and stuff, he he always has it in his head that everything that they are saying is like directly from the heart. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times they're like, Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, this if if you think this is this is from the heart, uh-huh. then you're like that guy's an asshole. Okay. Like that guy should yeah, yeah. that guy should not be. So right. like uh, the. The idea here, it's it's very, very, very um, clear in its message, mm-hmm. I think, lyrically, that um, you, you could call it money, you could call it like Americanism mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, like the, the, the haves not caring about the have-nots. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of this... What a good song for 2021. Yes. Well, for any time, really. <laughs> yeah. the, the more... I I listen to the like lyrically mm-hmm. to songs from like early two thousands. I'm mm-hmm. like that still applies, uh, right? Like even my band songs, yeah, the code. So like there's songs that you can listen to lyrics and be like, it's still relevant. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh that only existed in two thousand two. That's like those sixties songs, like political yeah. songs too. And you're like, oh gee, yep. Like, All right, so here own. here it is. This this got me right away and was like, okay, I'm into it. So right there, it's just like, hey, there's sick, there's poor people, but like, who cares? Yeah, we're on top I, of the world, we're man. We're on top of the world, man. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing just fine. Yeah. In in my mansion yeah. with all my money, cold cash and cold hearts. Cold cash, cold hearts. Yeah. So I actually didn't think about the title as I was listening to it. Yeah. 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 So that was like the, I guess the. The verse and the refrain. Sure. Doing just fine here at the top of the world. Yeah. Kind of thing. And there's two guitar players, a bass player, and a drummer. Okay. Singer. 
guess at the same time. And you can kind of hear that in the, like, one guitar over here, yeah. one guitar over here. You said his vocals kind of like changed after they're always evolving yeah um this is this is more towards the like when he when he yells later on in the yeah. song um it, that's his like earlier voice yeah. he doesn't really scream as much sure. and he's like more singer songwriter yeah. type thing it turns more funky. his his voice reminds me i can't place it but it reminds me of somebody well, like where it's just like a little nasal like a little bit through the nose but like okay. not not overly so because i can't stand that but mm-hmm. um but i mean i dig it i like i like his voice I like what he does and like and again like i said like the I think way he kind of changes it as he needs to yeah. to deliver certain lines i think after this song we'll uh listen to like the latest record just okay. so you can kind of like sure. this is really early on i think this is like mm-hmm. their technically it would be like the third album sure but this was their major label this is their major label debut yeah so that's like when who were they with before do you remember um um sub sub city which is oh um is it sub city i have a yeah and i have which, a sub city uh, which is a subsidiary <laughs> of um oh i forget what the record they, i have a Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was gonna say I have a subsidy um, compilation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember. Oh, uh, something against homelessness or something like Rock Against Homelessness yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's Hopeless, which is like, it's more like the. So there's like two labels uh, owned by the same guy. Um, I forget the guy's name. Um, and Hopeless is kind of like the for profit side mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. and then subsidy is the nonprofit. right so like any anything anybody who goes on that record label or mm-hmm. anything that they do under that is like more for charity yeah so having thrice on that record label is mm-hmm. like oh so yeah we want we want to be part of this because of this 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 yeah something. because we believe in this and whatever yeah. yeah which we were in talks at one point to be on one of those two labels oh cool would have happened but yeah. things happened <laughs> And this is 2005. Yes. I want to say. So we keep our hearts cold. I wonder if this is like a cards. Sorry, cards held close. I wonder if this ties in specifically to the major label thing. Like I wonder it's 2003. if this is, Okay. Oh, even earlier. Okay. Yeah. It has that. It does. To it. it does. It's just like, hey, we just signed to a major leopard label. Let's like, let's, yeah. let's do this. But I maybe. Like, I wonder if it's like a little bit thumb in the nose at some people. Yeah. Of of who, oh, you freaking sellouts and whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they totally heard that. He um, uses so much. He pulls a lot from literature. Okay. As well. Uh-huh. Which is like really, really cool. Yeah. So like, um, the uh, the there's a song on this album called The Out... Uh, Abolition of Man, okay. which I believe is a C.K. Lewis book. C.S. Lewis? C.S. Lewis. Okay. C.K. C.K. Lewis. <laughs> Lewis. Lewis C.K. somebody else. He's canceled. Well, yeah, he's canceled. Yeah. And then uh, um, The Melting Point of Wax. Okay. Like when you get when you hear that, what are you thinking? The Melting Point of Wax? Like yeah. I'm sending scrolls or something. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting my seal on something. Um, and... What about Daedalus and... Icarus. Oh yeah, because that's like there you go pulled straight from there. I actually There's... just read a comic 
called Eternals, which features a guy named Icarus, but that's yeah, yeah. a different thing. I know that. Anyway. I think I read that too. Cool. Look at us nerds. <laughs> um, so keep going with this. one of those things too we were talking before we recorded about like the era of music that really or eras of music that really affected us the most and this this being one of them oh yeah yeah. and so like maybe it's just part of that about like the age we were when this came out and stuff like Mm -hmm. again i never listened to this tune until today today yesterday whatever um but like to me this still holds up Oh yeah, yeah, a song I haven't listened to that came out 18 years ago when I was almost 18 or like right around there, like this. And again, it's probably the product of of me growing up and what I listened to and the age I was and stuff. But like to me, this still this hits like it came out today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this this is a screamy part. That, yeah, that's why I paused it because I wanted to mention. Sure, sure. But part. like, I just that's just something that like just occurred to me now of like why I'm still into this. Again, a band I never listened to, a song I never heard, it still t- connects to me. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe somebody who's a couple years older than me, a couple years younger than me, or, or any version past that or whatever is mm-hmm. probably like, well, this sounds like 2003 and maybe that, oh, yeah, doesn't, yeah. Do, that doesn't connect to them. But like there, to me, it's like 2003. I'm like, frick, yeah. This, this, this was the time period when pop punk, uh-huh. I'll, I'll just say pop punk, was was mm-hmm. like, skyrocketing for the second time Mm -hmm. because the first time was like in 90 or mid 90s with Mm -hmm. green day offspring yeah um and then this was like the blink 182 my chemical romance Mm -hmm. all all of that when you got that and like and like these heavier heavier ish bands i mean under Mm -hmm. us being heavier but like they were popular yeah they were getting radio play and Mm -hmm. stuff and like and then there was like the derivative Prepackaged because that's what happens like of the, those things. The, oh, absolutely. The reason all these bands signed to a major record label because that's what major record labels do is they're right. like, oh, that's popular. Let's go after that. Mm-hmm. Or, or like let's let's take this thing that we can like mold into like that doesn't have any, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Which I don't know if this was their only one. Only, major, ma- only oh, see that happened a lot too. Is because like one the like, the yeah. cycle turns over so fast yeah. anymore that you yeah maybe you get one maybe a second one but then that's probably it and they just drop you yep and back to it this is the because the money part. matters because money ma- <laughs> money matters most really right like yeah. we do not uh, condone i do not believe <laughs> and this is the thing where i was when i was listening i was like is this still him like it seems like him yeah, yeah but yeah, i didn't totally know if it was like oh the guitar player does this part or here's whatever. like so it, the, the drums are kind of getting more into it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's getting more, then it comes back a little bit. And it's more like the vocals. Yeah. But then here, we like some double bass. Just kicks on like yeah. eight notes. And then a sweet ending. Which leads right into the next track, also. Yeah, it also leads because I did. The next track. I did listen like two seconds in to see if it did. Except you don't have that queued up, so I don't. <laughs> it's okay. So I'm gonna play something off like their most recent mm-hmm. record, which is 2018. So again, they are still a thing. Yep. Just whenever he wants to do it or whatever. Well, he he stopped working for that um, organization. Okay. I don't know why. 
Um, but and then he's like, okay, now the band's back. Okay, kind okay. of thing. So I'm just gonna play randomly. I don't know what any of these. Yeah, songs that's like. fair. Yeah, I'm just curious to hear. But we're we're listening for his vocal. What? How has his vocals changed <laughs> in 15 years? This is from 2018, so 16 years. Well, this is 2003. 2003? Yeah. Math. Oh. That sounds very different. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound like the same guy at all. It doesn't. I mean, I I know that because, like, I know it's him because... Interesting. Okay. Cool. All right. This is kind of, like, how he he does that. Cool. All right. Are you cutting me off, man? Well, I mean, we don't need... (laughs) It's not the 3017's podcast. <laughs> right, but like, I mean, you got 40 minutes. <laughs> no, I just spent cutting out the song. It's okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm intrigued now to so check out some those, of those were opening opening tracks. Opening tracks, yeah, that was the theme in case you forgot. Which which, <laughs> which means that like you should, like, I, I think it really dives into it. Like you listen to the track and mm-hmm. then you keep going through the album. Yeah. And, and like I said, at least to um, the tune I played, like that album is meant to be mm-hmm. listened to as an album. I assume this one is as well. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the uh, I want to mention one more of the other songs that I think great uh, opening track, mm-hmm. an honorable mention, yeah. as, as we'll say. <laughs> one that, that uh, didn't get played here, but uh, Shofunkin. Shofukan? Sh- sure. Is that how you pronounce it? Shofukan? By? Snarky Puppy? Yeah. That's I not the opening it. track. Yeah, it is. Off of We Like It Here? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, why did I not realize Did you that? think it was the closing track? No, but it could. No, that's that's the opening track. Okay. Yeah, Shofakan, I believe, is the way it's pronounced. You would know. More than me. Um, I apparently didn't know that it was the... It's the opening track. Opening track. What did I think was the opening track? I don't know. Maybe Maybe, maybe What like About Me. What About Me. All right, but anyways, uh, we'll see you next week. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can email us at... I don't two, know, you know the two, email. Two Twins Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. What is the other track? Yeah. I said double check. Uh, yeah, check us out on Instagram at Two Tunes Podcast. We're on Facebook now for, yeah. all, for all the old people. <laughs> for all our I, friends. <laughs> I just referenced the other day. Um, so I, I have several bookshelves and record shelves and stuff in my office at school. And um, I just put stickers on them and stuff um, that I get from different things. And I have this sticker that I got at Warp Tour, oh gosh, probably like 2005, 2006. Um, no, actually, probably maybe maybe like 2008, 2009. That says parents don't belong on Facebook. And when I got that sticker <laughs> in like 2008, super relevant, super edgy. <laughs> and now, and now it's very funny because I told my students about that. I don't remember why it came up, and they were like, "Yeah, that's so dated." And I'm like, "I know." <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, like us, share, and then join the Discord. Join the Discord, which Somebody is just which is not yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah, I know it's not a joke. But. No, no, no. But like that person. Who who joined recently? Uh-huh. They thought it was a joke. It's like, are you joking? <laughs> or is this real? And I'm like, this is real. Yeah, let's this talk is... about it. And then she's like, yeah, I'll give me. I can't find the link. And I'm like, uh, it's in the show notes. Yeah, check the show notes. Whatever you listen to, you, you got to figure out where the show notes yeah. are. Listen, uh, or uh, I was gonna say, They're share, share all over the place, social media, different things. Uh, tell your friends. Some, leave some reviews. Tell all your friends. Speaking of taking back Sunday, so keep. Your, I think I reference that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate it. All right. Thanks. We don't have a sign off. Okay, nope. bye. Bye.